Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we are speaking with author and illustrator, Ashley Hanna. Ashley is a former social media marketing agency owner turned activity book creator. Think Lisa Frank meets Tony Robbins packaged up into an issue of highlights. Through interactive activity books, she brings relaxation, empowerment, and joy to busy entrepreneurs and basic bitches in a way that makes personal growth fun and manageable. This was a fun episode. And I really love how, I mean, so many people that I interview, it's all about personal development, but Ashley's taken it and actually created like activity books for entrepreneurs and really diving into bringing the fun and creativity and our quirky sides back into personal development. So instead of hiding a lot of the parts of who we are, it's like owning and embracing all of it, which is all the things that I love. Welcome to the show today, Ashley. It's so great to have you here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Well, let's get started with letting people get to know a little bit more about you, if that's okay. Where are you from? I'm from the Bay Area, San Jose, California. So yeah. Mm -hmm. So you are not looking up to snow right now. Then no, you? not at all. No, I definitely am. I definitely am. Um, are you a reader? And if so, do you have a book that has had an impact on you? Oh gosh. You know, I go in phases and I feel like I start a lot of books. I'm a personal development book junkie. So I start yeah. them all, um, but I don't quite finish. That's them okay. All. I think we get out of them what we're supposed to sometimes because there are some I start and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. And others like I just read right to the end. I totally agree. And I do find that like when I do pick them up, it's like the pages that I end up reading that day totally resonate with where mm. I'm at then. But I know like when I was in high school, um, the secret like hit home for yes. me, and, like impacted my life a lot. And then I was really into this woman. Sark. She writes these personal development books that are all, um, they're like in colorful markers and she hand writes them. And it was just so cool to see like creativity and play inside of the personal development work mm-hmm. because I just find so often that it it's heavy, like it's heavy and emotional, which that serves a purpose too. Um, but it was nice to play with like the light hearted side of it too. Wow. Does that ever a great uh, foreshadowing into your story, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. What was her name? Her name is Sark. So I think it stands for like Susan something rainbow something. <laughs> oh, very good. Never heard of it. Never yeah. heard of it. I actually, do you listen to audiobooks? I do. I'm starting to, I'm opening yeah. up to the world. Yeah. I, um, I am finishing right now is Matthew McConaughey's book called Greenlight. 
And it, it is so, so good. It's like a story mixed with a personal development. There's messages. There's stop you in your track messages that it's like just absolutely loving it because now she's got a bit of a different spin as a, mm-hmm. and poetry. He's like talks about, it's just, oh, anyways, I just love it. Yeah. I, it's very creative. So I love it. Um, do you have a quote or a mantra that you live by? It's funny. Cause I, I knew you're going to ask this question. I've been <laughs> thinking about it. I'm like, I just don't know. I just don't know. But, um, something that came to me the other day is not, it's not a famous quote, but growing up, my grandpa always used to tell us it's only money. It's only money. Mm. And it's something that's always stuck with me because I think his point was always like, stop putting so much pressure on it. Like it's just money. Like don't, don't build your life chasing the money. Like that's all it is. It's just money. Um, and that stuck with me because I think that I have consistently in my life kind of used joy and happiness as like my barometer of success of like, well, I don't want to do that because it's not going to make me happy. It's not going to give me joy. And if I don't have that, then what's the point? You know, you can have all the money in the world, but if it's not lighting me up, then I don't care. Um, so I'm grateful that he ingrained that into me very early on. That's really powerful because I can say out of all the different podcasts that I've done, very few people will make a reference or have had a, you know, an elder say mm-hmm. something like that, because normally it's all the money stories of money doesn't grow on trees. Money is, it's all the scarcity. It's all the mm-hmm. fear. It's like make the right choices to make good money. So it's really comforting and just light to hear that kind of message come through. I love that. Yeah, I I have the money stories that come up for me are more of like rich people or bad people and money makes you greedy and like things like that. So I do feel like sometimes I have like a cap of my mm-hmm. success on the other yeah. way. But yeah, I'm, I feel very fortunate to grow up in that environment where like my mom would just be like, yeah, do you really want to do that? Like, it doesn't sound like very exciting. Oh, like, that's amazing. That is amazing. I love that. Well, that would lead into this question and what lights you up? What really lights you up and brings you joy? You know, I, I'm someone who just really likes childish stuff. So I'm like, I love activities. Like, it's not like I, you know, like minute to win it games and things like that. My friends used to make fun of me that I'm super competitive on things that don't matter. So like, if there's actually like at school or like something that, you know, related to money or something, I'm like, eh, I don't really care about that. But like, give me a fluffy pen to go chase after. And I'm like, Ooh, what do I have to do? for that. Um, you'll find me, you know, the library Thanksgiving normally does like this free bingo game. And I'm like, Ooh, all over it. So things like that. I just, I love being a kid. I I never wanted to grow up. I was obsessed with Peter Pan in middle school because I was like, I just want to be a kid forever. And I think that has stuck with me. I don't think we have to be so serious all the time. Oh, You are just, I love exactly everything that you're saying because that is not something that we tend to focus on Mm -hmm. as think as we get, we, as most of us, as we get to become adults, we lose that child Mm -hmm. side of us. And that I think is actually where some of our magic actually comes from. Like Mm -hmm. our juices, our creativities, our gifts all come from that. We just lose touch of it. So you have gone through, like as a lot of people, right? You went through a lot of trauma in a short period of time. And it really looked like it's it's led you in this direction of what you are doing now, which is usually the case, right? We dive into our stories, 
our gifts, the things that we've gone through, and it makes us who we are. So I would love it if you would dive into what that time was like and a little bit more of your story. Yeah. So um, I, I guess like the, about 10 years ago-ish, I, I moved to LA um, for love and for school. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I lived there for five years. And during that time, I um, I was getting a master's degree from a very prestigious university and I was working in Beverly Hills and I had the boyfriend who was going to UCLA and going to be in medical school. And like, I was kind of like checking off all the boxes yeah. for a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I really, I mean, like I was kind of, I convinced myself that I was happy. Like I totally felt like, Oh, I am just the coolest person. <laughs> um, and then after some time, um, I ended up having, like you said, like a lot of traumatic experiences. So over the course of like about a year, I ended up, I lost two grandparents who were close to me. I literally lost my mom's mom and my dad's dad within 24 hours of each other. It was a very, mm, oh my goodness. Experience. Yeah. It was a very strange experience. Like the childhood dog that we had growing up had passed away. And, um, there were just like all these things compounding on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up ending an eight-year relationship. And then I also ended up moving from LA back to my hometown all by myself. So this was the first time I was living on my own. Um, and even though I was moving back to my hometown, I hadn't, I didn't really keep touch with people from here. So I really, it felt like moving to a new city by myself. So even though my parents were there, it felt like a new city. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they say, I think they say like the three most stressful things in life are uh, divorce, moving, and um uh, and death. And it was like, I kind of just like did them all at once. Yes. And in the midst of feeling all the emotions of going through all that, I also like really came to terms of like, wow, I really wasn't even that happy before all of this. Mm-hmm. Like it just really highlighted, like, I'm not happy now, but I also wasn't, I'm it's not that much worse than it was before kind of thing. And so I, I was really reflecting on my life mm-hmm. in a different way. And, um, I had had enough. And so really what I started doing was, um, just doing the things that, that made me happy. And so at first it was like spending a lot of time with my parents. So like they, we play games a lot, like different board games or card games. And so it's funny because through that experience, it's like initially I saw how when I was younger, I used to enjoy that too, but I'd also be embarrassed. It's like, what kid was like, Oh yeah, I like hanging out and playing games with my parents. Like that's just not (laughs) cool. And so I just started reflecting on all these qualities of myself that I had hidden or ran away from for so long because I was embarrassed of them or like, didn't want to admit to them. Um, and I just leaned into them and I really, um, got, brave and bold and, and trying new things. Like I would, I was going to meetups all by myself, which maybe for some people like, Oh, duh, I do that all the time. But for me, it felt really uncomfortable Mm -hmm. to like go to a social setting where there's going to be like 20 strangers meeting up with each other. And, you know, meetup usually, you know, get some people who are open to meeting other people. You're not getting a bunch of people who are rude, but it's still uncomfortable to put yourself out there. But through that, it was like, Oh yeah, like this is, this is what feels good. And this is what excites me. And this is what um, makes me feel giddy almost for lack of a better term. Like I, I, there's certain things I do that I just, I feel like a kid again. And I just feel like I get lost in how much fun I'm having. And I laugh a lot. And like, that's, that's the feeling I chase. And that's the feeling that I try to feel the most of of every day. And when I stop feeling that so much, I start to reflect back on like, what's, what's going on here? Why, why don't I feel that way? 
Oh, I, there's so many things that you said there that I think are really powerful in the sense that like you're talking about chasing what feels good and where's the joy and what make lights me up and where do I increase the energy? What feels good? Like those are words that really are not the norm in a lot of adults vocabulary. Can I just safe to say that? Yeah. 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 And so I'm listening and it's always, it's always funny when I'm talking with a coaching client, I'm like, well, what brings you joy? What increases your energy? And they're like, what? I don't even know what. And I'm like, you have to get in touch with what you like doing because you can't just keep doing all the things that you don't even like yep. because it won't bring, it'll bring you more of what you don't like. And it's, it's a really weird concept. So wh- why is that? Like, how do we lose touch of that? How do we get to that space that we've lost completely what it was like to be a kid and think of what do I like to do? I mean, I think, I think you just have to start with, I mean, for me, it was like starting with the basics of like, oh, well, what did I enjoy doing as a kid? And also just like trying a bunch of different things mm-hmm. and just seeing how it fits. I, I mean, I'm queen of like, try everything once. And I like to get a little uncomfortable and do silly, weird things mm-hmm. um, just to see just to see how it is. And I always, I always used to be the person who like, um, in a room, if like something was offered that nobody else wanted to try or do, I was the one who was willing to do it. Like I remember in college, once we went, I went on a a trip to Cuba with the investigative journalism department and someone wanted to do a story on a tattoo artist. And it was like, Oh, would anybody here be willing to get a tattoo? And I was like, eh, let's go for it. Like I don't get a tattoo in some random person's house or like, at camp growing up, um, there was, this is going to sound so gross and weird, but I went to this camp where they also had like animals to take care of. And every day there'd be like different counselors like, Oh, this is the activity I'm doing. This is the activity I'm doing. And one day the guy was like, we're going to do sculptures out of cow poo. And no one else at camp would do it, obviously. Cause like who wants to play with poo? Because no one else would do it. I was like, Oh, I have to be the kid that, that does it. So yeah. I've always, I've always been open to getting a little uncomfortable, but I think not that I think sculpting poo is going to be your next amazing thing in your life, but I think that, you know, just being open to, to joy coming from a place you want you, that's unexpected that you just, you wouldn't have known if you didn't try. Uh, there's that's beautiful. It sometimes it really does come from unexpected places. Totally. And, um, it's interesting because not interesting, but I don't know exactly where things are at for you right now, where you are, but we are in, I mean, as the world is in different stages of COVID Mm -hmm. and, you know, we had to, I actually was just part of something today. It's, I mean, it's ironic, but it's not ironic. And it was a joy. What was it? Just one second. Cause it was just so crazy good. It was, um, called joy sprints. And we had to do different exercises where they would take us through, it was guided through Zoom and they do this with companies and we had to go through, you know, they would give you a prompt and you'd had like 30 seconds to write and give you a prompt and 30 seconds to write. Then it was a minute to write. And then it was like 30 seconds and it was back and forth. And then it's like, draw a picture to match what you're thinking. And I'm like, draw a picture. What is this supposed to look like? And you're like, well, we're looking for some rules, but there's no rules. And it was really just like a joy accelerator. What do you want to create? It was the, it was so much fun by the time we were done that I was just like, oh, this is what a great way to interject that into the middle of a day. So it doesn't have to be complicated, does it? It can be something, 
is, is what I'm trying to say. This was such an interesting, this was a networking business thing where they brought it in and they run what they call joy camps. And it really I, had me, I, I thought you would. It, yeah. Of course, again, the irony of that was just what the call I was on two hours ago. And yeah. it was just the irony of like really being in these accelerated, fast thinking, what brings you joy? Mm-hmm. And it was just, then it really starts to look at like, are you actually doing this in your life? Are you actually creating this in your life? And you could see some people were like, oh my gosh, I haven't even thought about this in forever. But my point was, is we get into really trying to look externally for joy as opposed to it really coming from something that we are creating or seeking ourselves. Does that sound accurate? Oh yeah. Cause I, when you were talking about COVID, I was just thinking like, I definitely there's like moments of feeling isolated or struggling with different aspects of COVID for mm-hmm. sure. But mm-hmm. I feel like I was actually like mentally in a pretty solid space and COVID has been pretty kind to me in that way mentally in part because I'd found so much peace with being with myself and being with, you know, the people in my home. And like, I I built a life purposely to find that peace. And so, um, I know a lot of people who struggled through it. And I think it's in part because they've been making choices that don't light them up and don't make them happy or not spending time with themselves. I mean, how many people, if you left them alone in a room for an hour would without the television would, or a phone. Yeah, exactly. Would, would struggle to, entertain themselves and find joy. And so, um, that was something that was important to me. I wanted to find joy alone in solitude. And, um, Mm. I think that makes a really big difference. And also when you're talking about like, um, that experience, I've got to think, correct me if I'm wrong through those joy sprints, you guys probably connected with each other a little bit deeper. Yes. 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 Because this is my thing. (laughs) Events. I've gone to so many entrepreneur events that it's like, why are we physically here? You could have done this exact experience online. You're doing, you're not taking advantage at all of the fact that we're here in person. And so I just think we need more activities back to the Oh, if we get to those stage where we get to actually be around people yeah, again. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But it's, you know, and I love, I love what these guys do. Now that I'm trying to plug is it, but just the fact that they have found a way to create a business that they are working with corporations. Yeah. Yeah. To shift the energy online, because we all know we can all be in a bunch of Zooms where nobody's looking up, they're on their phone, they have no idea, they're not fully present. So it was a great way to interject that. But it really, you just prompted that in thinking of how much that joy has to come from internally. What do we want? What do we want to create in our life? So you went from really connecting what you call the weird parts yourself. I think it's really cool because I I think that those are the parts that we hide, Mm -hmm. right? That we hide for a long time. And you closed the social media marketing agency. Was that yours that you had been running? Yeah. So I, when I was done with grad school, I um, had had a social media agency for a while because I just didn't like working with other people. I didn't oh, like, no. you know, the political environment of stuff of like office politics and stuff. I couldn't deal with it. So yeah, I ran a social media marketing agency for about five or six years. And the interesting thing even about that was um, through COVID, it, it basically fell apart. Um, and oddly enough, even though it was like, wow, I am making smaller and smaller and smaller amounts of money. I, my heart felt happier yeah. Um, and that was really eye-opening of like, this is not, I find in myself that like once I, once I admit that I'm not happy with something, then it really falls apart. So I was in the beginning, I was super 
nervous to like genuinely own the fact that my agency wasn't making me happy Mm -hmm. um, because I was scared of what that was really going to mean. And then once I really did admit it, it really fell apart. And throughout it, I had this faith of like, this is all falling apart for something to fall together. And I don't know what it is yet, but like things are going to fall together. Like, and I, and I find that a lot in my, when I reflect back on, on my journey of like, most of the time when I'm in the thick of it and it's just like, I feel like absolutely nothing is going right. Mm -hmm. Um, it's because it all has to go wrong before it can get right. Like sometimes the thing that you want everything else has to like, everything else has to come away first. It's like, if you want to create space for something or if you want something new, you have to create space for it first. Yes. Um, So that is not something that a lot of entrepreneurs are great at. I'm going to say, and I'm obviously talking because this is my own experience, but we jam more in thinking I need to do more. Mm-hmm. I need to add more. I need to try different things. I'm not saying you don't try them, but there has to come a space where I say, what needs to go? It's not even all about what we have to add. We have to, like, what do we get rid of? Like something has to go because you need space. Yeah. Good can't come in until we create space. And that's typically by saying no to something. Absolutely. And I think that speaks to like, I feel like usually that limiting beliefs looks something like behind it all is something like, um, I'll do that when, and that's why we add more mm. to our people. Well, I can't do that yet. I don't have the space for that yet. So until then I'm going to do this mm-hmm. to supplement or I'm going to take on this to make more money. And then I'll have the time and space and energy, whatever, to focus on this. And it's like, we're doing it backwards. We just have mm-hmm. to create the space for it, but it's scary. Like it's not, it's not, Oh, you know, well, it's super scary to be, um, brave and bold. Um, but I've tried to lean into it more. And I've also tried to like, own that fact about myself that I am brave. Um, cause I think for a long time, like, oh, I'm not, no, I'm, I'm not that brave. But my friends <laughs> would look at me like, well, we all got jobs or we all did this. And I'm like, yeah, but it hasn't been, it's not that big of a deal. It's not the big of a deal. So I think the more I'm able to see and value those qualities in myself, mm-hmm. um, the more I'm able to like actually embody them consistently too. Mm-hmm. So I've been working on that. Oh, I, I would say the opposite that you are brave. Absolutely. And I think we downplay a lot of what we think is basic or we compare ourselves and say, well, but I haven't had it as hard as she has or yeah. this. And, and we, we can, comp- we continually downplay and that just really squashes the gifts and what makes us unique. And that's, that doesn't serve anyone either, but it's okay. very easy to do. A lot of people do do it, but I would 100% say you are brave and bold. Okay. Which, oh, absolutely. So it's funny because if I go ahead and call you brave and bold, which I just did, you are, what is the name of your company that you have created? So I call it world I want. And so really my goal is to um, help empower people to go out and create the worlds they want. And it's funny, I was going to say shameless plug, but it's like, it is really hard to hold on to new beliefs sometimes when we're trying to create them, which was part of the reason why I started the, the activity books is because I thought, okay, like if there's, my goal is to come out with def, um, a bunch of different sort of affirmation based ones. So we were starting with gratitude, but it's like, you know, maybe there's a bravery one after this. And it's like, if we're working on a quality in ourselves, I want to be able to reinforce that in a fun way. I mean, there'll be like, people will suggest like, put sticky notes on your mirror and do this on the other. And all that is great. But however, whatever we're using to reinforce new beliefs, beliefs has to be fun and exciting for us. And so for mm-hmm. me personally, 
an interactive, colorful activity is going to be a really positive way for me to do that and something I'm going to look forward to doing. So like one of the activities, um, in fact, even like in my, I have like a COVID sucks, but your life doesn't free activity book. Yes. And so like one of, one of the first pages of that is like an, I am word search. So it's like, I am creative. I'm a badass. I'm, and so it's like, just, Mm. I think that's really fun. Um, it is a way to like repeat those things in your head. Um, without needing to do like, oh, put the reminder on your phone and every, you know, recite these affirmations to yourself. It's just another tool to use. It's, and I I love it because I think you've tapped into, and I I have not seen this in like, in all of my time of personal development work. So I'm really intrigued and love this. We hear all the time, like put, put your sticky notes on your mirror, do your things. And I have a big, it's funny for me. I, I'm not that I'm not saying it didn't work. But affirmations are, you have to get to the core of what's not working instead of just pouring something good on top of something that's not working. So if all those limiting beliefs are there, but I fill my, my mirror with sticky notes, if I don't actually break down those beliefs and actually create, I even say create space in that muck to realize that, oh, I actually have done X, Y, Z. Oh, I have created this. Maybe there isn't a lot of merit to my limiting beliefs. So there's a lot of different ways that you can help people with changing their mindset and affirmations. And I think that what you have done that's unique is you're just adding some fun back into it. Like it's adding some fun and really maybe taking the adult out of all of their to-do list format. Yes. And that, and that to speak to that too, it's like, I try to, I go back and forth between, um, interactive activities like cross or puzzle words or mazes, whatever. And then also some heavier personal development work too. So there's journal prompts, there's things. Um, and the gratitude book, I have this thing that's like, Oh, what do they call it? Like, um, like a belief ladder where it's like, okay, here at the bottom of the ladder is a belief you currently have at the top of the ladder is a belief you want to have. And then it's like, sometimes you can't go from the bottom to the top and and just immediately truly believe that. So like, what are the steps of smaller things you can start believing to get there? So I really try to not just make it entirely fun and lighthearted too, but like put some work in there too. I think that that is, I think that's genius. You just, I really do. And I think that's part of me. And this is, again, just my experience. What I've seen in the personal development world is there hasn't been a lot of like, these are the steps you do in between. Like, this is what we do in between. This is how we create it. Like you said, it's, it's, it's great to know where we're going, but how do I get there sometimes? How do I get there? But in a fun way. And I, I have found during COVID that I've really given myself time for journaling again. And I like journaling because it always helped me to get the messy thoughts out of my head because I just give myself a space to dump them. And then I put, you know, whether it's gratitudes, whether it's, it, it changes every day and I let it be that and it let it be something different every day. So I know I have a creative side to me, which means I would love this. <laughs> I love, I do because it, it's, I've, I've clients saying they're like, well, what, what journaling activities do you have to do? And I'm like, you don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. You could just like, you can write gratitudes one day. You can write yeah. muck one day. You can do like get things out of your head, whatever it is. There's no right or wrong. So I think you've really tapped into that creative side, which I think is, is fantastic. So is this something that you have just started? Is this something people can get to? Is this 
Where, where can we find this? So you can um, absolutely on my Instagram at World I Want. You can you can find the freebie stuff. I think by the time this comes out, the first gratitude book should be out. I believe. Um, yeah, so that's where you can find everything on Instagram. I pretty much try to limit myself to one social media platform because even mm. though I'm a past social media marketing agency gal, um, social media can just be overwhelming at times, and I try oh, yeah. to be overwhelmed. So. No, that, no, I definitely, I think that that's smart. You know what? Pick one, pick one platform and go from there in mm-hmm. order to really, really dive in and build yourself. I love it. I absolutely love it. Do you see yourself? So you've got a gratitude journal coming. Do you see yourself hitting a number of different kinds of activity books? Oh yeah. So my, uh, my goal is to hit a, a lot of, I mean, I think bravery would be a great one. I think like mm-hmm. health and wealth are ones that I want to go after. Um, as well at, around the start of the year. That's my goal. And um, ultimately, I also, if anyone is a coach who wants to team up, I, I want to work with other coaches who have a specialty. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the thing. These are the my areas of focus. And we create activity books together um, and have like profit share experiences. But, um, oh, I but love yeah, it. Because I think, yeah, I think there's, I think that there's a way for me to bring the fun and playfulness and the creativity to the heavy work that they're already doing mm-hmm. um, and find and find a way to support the, the work they're doing. I love that. I'm all about collaboration anyways. And I think mm-hmm. that, you know, together it's amazing how much further your reach can go is mm-hmm. when you really do, you know, connect and find out like what's worked for you and where are you stuck? But some of the things that some of the topics I deal with my clients is heavy. It's really heavy. Mm-hmm. And so it's it, this, I love this idea of bringing something in and, and not, you're not lightening the topic. You're lightening the way yeah. you're learning it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I still think all those heavy things. I mean, I've done the therapy, I've done mm-hmm. the, the heavy stuff too, where, you know, you're sitting there crying. going. Back oh, I know. I know. Like, and I, and I don't, you know, I don't, I think that there's absolutely a place for that. And we need that too. Um, mm-hmm. I just think it, it's equally as important to make it fun. So we stay consistent with it. Cause I don't know about you. There's been times where I'm like, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole because I just don't want to feel like that right now. And I kind of avoid some of the work because it doesn't feel good to do Mm -hmm. it. There's a way that we can kind of bridge the gap and um, find a way, like you said, to not, to not make it less deep, but lighten the ways that some of it's delivered or or take little breaks in between. I think that that's Yeah. Well, there's a lot that comes from our creative side, right? When we tap into it and let's just face it as adults, like, I mean, especially now we're sitting behind zoom, um, on, on, it's, it's easy to lose a creative side, easy. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do things, like I said, I did this whole joy thing today. If you don't physically do things that challenge that creative side, I, where else are you using it? We're not, yeah. we're not using it. Like for the longest time you saw the coloring books come back and you saw people doing, you know, that end of it. I haven't seen a lot of them now. So I think this is great because it's a side that is not, we are not tapping into right now. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, part of the reason, one of the things that got me into this was, um, seeing that, cause you know, when you're when in the eight, when I had my agency, a lot of times it's like, oh, when you're putting together your sales pages and it's like, Ashley, what are people coming to you for? Like, why are they, why do they want to work with you? And I always had a really hard time articulating it. And ultimately I think it was because I was creative. I had a creative mind. And I think that especially as more and more people come to the online space and it becomes more and more crowded and, you know, 
um, it's super important more than anything to be creative. And Mm -hmm. it's it's a muscle. You have to work it out. You have to exercise it. And we all have it. We all totally have it. Um, So finding ways to be creative. And maybe it's not activity books for you. Maybe it's like dancing or um, singing or I don't know, like whatever you enjoy. It doesn't have to be this. Um, but yeah, it's, it's super important. There's something else I was going to say. Now I'm, now I'm forgetting. Oh, that's okay. I was going to say, I want to tag on to something you said there. And the fact that, like I said, from the very beginning, I will ask people like, what, what brings you joy and what lights you up? And they're like, um, I don't know. It's like, I've asked, like, could you speak that in French please? Like you just, (laughs) it's like, um, I don't know. it's, It's complete blank. And so I don't think a lot of us are even tapped into what brings us joy. I've been known to literally crank a, the greatest showman like in my kitchen because I just need to shift some energy. So it's, it's whatever just lights you up and makes you smile. And maybe you just get to see the world a little bit differently for a period of time. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I know that even for me, sometimes after working out, it's like suddenly at the end of my work, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have all these ideas. I have to write them down. <laughs> <laughs> it's just about shifting, shifting that energy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love oh, I know it. What I, I, I was going to say before. Oh, sorry. Go. No, no, go ahead. Um, was that because you talked about the coloring books? It's funny because another thing that was, I was like, this is so needed. Something like this is that I, you know, there are those coloring books out there and I find people aren't going to see my fingers, but it's like the spots to color in those, those adult, adult coloring books are like, it's so fine. It's such a tiny little, little spot that they want you to color or like they have Sudoku. And I'm like, oh, that seems fun, but my brain just does not work that way. So for me also, like all the activities, I try to make them, um, like simple, like it's still fun and interactive, but it's not like you're not coloring in these super tiny squares or needing to use a bunch of math skills. It's just like, just, just mm-hmm. work through it. It's easy. <laughs> oh, I love that. I yeah, love like, that. Not, like mindless, but still doing some, cause I find that, um, like for me, one of the things I've always loved about word searches and stuff is like, it be, kind of becomes meditative. Once you get lost in an activity, and you're just focused on it. That's when the inspiration, the creativity, and the intuition hits. So yes. whatever that is for you that you can get lost in. And so that's why I'm like, I don't want it to be some heavy Sudoku thing or something, because then you're, you're thinking too much. You've got to be able to get lost in it so that the other things can come through. Oh, see, I love that. I love that. It's very, very, like really tapping into that uh, creativity. It just opens up. I see it like opening up all these other channels Mm -hmm. and yeah, that's what you can see. I I go back to thinking when I was publishing my first book, I could not for the life of me think of what the ending would be Mm -hmm. because it's an ongoing story and I couldn't think of the title and both things came to me when I was not trying to find the answer. <laughs> when I wasn't at my desk trying to force out the answer, one was on a yoga mat and one was on a nature hike and both came to me just in a download. I'm like, so opening up those creative channels can, is, is really not come, doesn't come from just sitting and, you know, forcing it out on our computers. It really is opening up those creative channels in some fun ways. And that's where it can create a lot of different answers. It's so funny that you say that. So one of the things that led me to this realization that like play and happiness is like super, super important was that, um, I started seeing angel numbers quite frequently Mm. and I couldn't figure out, I was like, I could could not figure out like, what, what is it trying to tell me? I don't understand. And so a friend had suggested just start 
like in your phone, taking a note of like what you're doing, what you're thinking about, what is happening around you Mm -hmm. every time you see the angel numbers. And after about a month, I looked back and every time I saw the angel numbers was when I was doing something that I felt joy. I was like on my way to go do a hike. I was on my, I was talking on the phone with my cousin, like every time Mm -hmm. it was something that I was lost in and having fun. And it really sort of led me to realize like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing more of all the time. <laughs> okay, universe, I'm listening. Like sometimes it becomes like, okay, I get it. I understand. Yeah, because oh, I was I'm... seeing them over dig- I was like every other day at least. I'm yeah. like, this just seems like there's something they're trying to say. I don't know what. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I'll get stuck and I look up the numbers and I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. That mm-hmm, makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it's those little things. Oh, I can't wait to um, connect more on this because I've kind of got some create creative ideas going. I think I love what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I would. So people, the best place to connect with you is on Instagram. Absolutely. Awesome. So I'll make sure that all those connections are there in the notes. And I want to ask you a couple quick questions to um, wrap it up in a way so that people can just get to know a little bit more about you. So what is something, like what is the impact that you want to leave or create in this world? I just want more people to be fully happy in their lives. Like I just think there'd be more empathy and tolerance and understanding if we, and easier to connect with people if like people were just, happier. Mm. Um, so that's my goal. I, I love that. And I think that that's a beautiful thing, especially right now. I really, really do. Um, the last question I have for you is what lesson in life are you most grateful for? Honestly, I think it comes back to that lesson of like making decisions based on joy and not on money. That it's, it's only money. Um, cause yeah, I just think if I chase that, looking back, if I would have chased that more, I would be doing the corporate nine to five, come home, make dinner, sit in front of the TV all day. And that's just like, so not what my heart or soul wants to do. No, no. So it's, isn't it funny that some of our earlier lessons in life that we have, and that was from your grandpa, but that was like early, early lessons. They just stay with us. They stay Mm -hmm. with us some way. Mm -hmm. That is That is beautiful. I thank you so much for your time and energy today and sharing your story with us and really helping us to tap into our creative side and see where we can expand more of that. So I love it. Well, thank you. I super appreciate it. Oh, you're absolutely welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.